Amen. Aren't you glad he cared for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. Boy, that blows me out of the water. You stop and think about, I was sitting back here thinking about when I was 10, 11, 12 years old and, and uh, where I was at at that age and, and what was going on and fear and everything else in my life. And I uh, didn't know what, what was going to happen. Didn't even know how much. That's 12. I'm 65 now. That's uh, 53 years ago, if it was at 12. And uh, the Lord was sitting there watching the whole time. He's watching. And he's seeing how you're going to react to certain things. And he watches and he watches. He's looking for some little things in your life. Uh, they sang a song earlier. Let's see if I can find me a songbook in here. I know there's probably one here somewhere. Usually when you want one, there, if you don't want one, there's like stacks of them here all the way to the ground. But uh, during Sunday school, I think it was Sunday school, they sang this song. And uh, about 30 days from now is Resurrection Sunday. But uh, lead me to Calvary. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be, lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow. Lead me to Calvary. And the chorus goes, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. Sometimes, you know what happens is life comes along and we start forgetting. Uh, no matter how great, and, and Brother Joe was right, you look at nature out there, it just boggles my mind how anybody could be an evolutionist. I have no idea. I've talked to people before and sit down and talk to them and say, look, can you explain to me how you could possibly be an evolutionist? <clears throat> For man and plant life to be on the same planet or mammals and plant life to be on the same planet at the exact same time so that that could blow off oxygen and suck in CO2 and we could suck in oxygen and blow off CO2, that boggles my mind how that could happen in billions and billions of years. I mean, if you understand how long a billion is, uh, that's a sliver. That's just a sliver of time. Not even a sliver. It's a vapor of time is 6,000 years. And, and for all that, occur, well, 12,000 years ago, I don't care if you have 100,000 years. It's a sliver compared to billions of years. 65 million years ago. I mean, they throw a number out like that, and I'm like, are you out of your mind or what? For that right there to happen in nature, I'm an electronic technician. He's talking about engineers. That's what I am, man. I could tear stuff apart. That marvels my mind to this day, man. I'm sitting here saying, bend that finger, that finger, that finger, that finger, that finger, that finger. Do this one over here. I'm not even looking over here and it's doing it. Uh, have you ever worked on a car? Working on a car is the craziest thing in the whole wide world. I had people tell me one time, you need to tell people how to use tools. You can't tell nobody how to use a tool. I mean, a screwdriver one day is a screwdriver. The next day, it's a pry bar. I can't tell you that. You have to be there and do it. My dad, what he did for me was, my dad was a terrible dad. He was worse than I am. I, I apologized to my son the other day. I said, I'm sorry, I'm a terrible dad. Uh, but he would throw me out. He'd buy me a pile of junk. And he would not buy me anything working. He, everything I had was a pile of junk. And I would have to sit out in the cold concrete. Oh, man, isn't that terrible? Cold concrete floor with tools and everything else and have to rip cars apart. And you sit under the car like this, and pretty soon your fingers develop eyeballs at the end. And you do this, and you do this, and you do this, and, and you get it working. You can't teach anybody that. The only way you can learn that is on your back underneath something or crawling on top of it or down inside it with your feet hanging up in the sky. That's all you can do. And I'm telling you, there's no possible way that stuff, none of that could happen if God's not in it. I mean, you start looking at the, just the development of an engine. Now, I know this has, you don't, it's God. I'm telling you, it's God. You took an engine and you started, how could anybody even figure that thing out? And you just happen to have a whole bunch of crude oil that you could turn into gasoline to burn in your engine. 
And we, I love my car, man. I think you should get a bigger engine and everything, man. I'm just, I'm so rebellious. I can't even tell you how rebellious I am. I'm an electronic technician. I think everything should be gas powered. I got gas generators. I got gas this. I got gas that. I got gas chainsaws. I mean, smoke up. Oh, no. See, I'm going to get some people all mad at me here in a minute. <laughs> Take your Bibles. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5.17. Lead me to Calvary. And then they sang a song, How Great. Then sings my soul. If you stop and just look at what God has done. And you just start looking at that. Uh, hang on, let me get there. Second, 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 second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. I'm getting there myself. Second Corinthians, chapter two. Chapter two, verse five. Chapter well, chapter five. Excuse me, man. I'm all messed up. That's all right. I'm saved. Amen. One of these days, I'll be absent from the body, present with the Lord. One verse, and I got some other verse I'm gonna read, but I'll do the one verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Father, again, thank you for your blessings today. I thank you for just letting us be to church on a Sunday morning. Uh, Lord, thank you that uh, in about a month, Lord, is going to be the resurrection that, that you come up with one of the most important things, if not the most important things in our lives. Uh, Lord, thank you for just uh, having a Bible that, that we can hold in our hand that we know is the truth and we can trust it because uh, you wrote it, you sent it here. You had men write it, Lord, but men did exactly what you uh, told them to do. And thank you that there were some men and women that followed you and did exactly what was supposed to be done. And, Lord, those men wrote this thing, got it done, and here it is in our lap today. Uh, Lord, thank you for just the ability to read it. Thank you for the ability to believe it, uh, Lord, and thank you for the truths that's within the pages. Lord, I pray you'd bless this message this morning. If there's anybody in here that's lost and doesn't know you, today would be a great day for them to come to know you as their Savior. And, Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. You may be seated. Uh, the title, title of this message is, uh, now, now wait, you just don't get up. Many, many years ago, there was a show, a TV show, and I didn't know that this is exactly where this came from, but I, the, 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 the phrase was always in my head. I love it when a plan comes together. That came off the A-team, so don't go back and watch the A-team. Probably not good to watch, but, but it, I love it when a plan comes together. I like it when, when everything kind of comes together at some point out there, and, and all this stuff is done out here all over the place, and, and it comes together at a certain point someplace, and right there when you look at that thing, you go, that's what it was all about. It was about Calvary. It was about our Lord and Savior coming and dying and shedding his blood at Calvary. Open up a door for heaven. That's what it was about. Brethren, if he created a universe and didn't have Calvary, what good would that have been for us? If he created everything and all the angels and the seraphims and cherubims and the thrones and all the stuff in the sky. I mean, I look at the stars at night and I read Genesis. Just, I mean, you're talking about a little book. God don't. I mean, if you look at this thing. He says, and he created a, a, a greater light to be ruled the day and a lesser light to grow the night. That's, that's, that's in Genesis chapter 2. And he goes, and he created the stars also, like it's just an afterthought. And they, you know, they take the Hubble telescope, they fix it, and they start going out in space, and they see billions of, or hundreds of thousands of millions and millions of galaxies. He created those as an afterthought. If he did all of that, but made no way for you to get there? What good would it have been for us? <laughs> so he sings that song, lead me to Calvary. I'm telling you what, lest I forget Gethsemane. You know the one thing you never want to forget is what he did for you. If you don't know, I'm teaching Romans on uh, Thursday night. You ought to be here if you can. If you can't, that's fine too. But, but there's a word called regeneration. Now regeneration means that you were remade. Something came back to life in you that was dead. If you don't know that you're regenerated, you need to check out your salvation. I can't even imagine that the God that did all of that, look what he did for me, man. 
You say, what's wrong with you? I got saved in 1980, 43 years ago. That's what's wrong with me. My wife's going to correct me, said 42. But I don't care what she says. I'm going to stick with 43. I'm going to go that route. And, and when it's 44, I'll say 43, maybe two. I don't care. I know what he did for me. I know he did something in me that nobody else has ever done. Nobody's even come close to doing what he did at, at my heart. And that thing was a place 2,000. I, I had to come to life one day and stop and say, what was this thing? And I had to go back 2,000 years and start searching. And I'm like, this isn't working. And this isn't working. And that ain't working. Have you ever done stuff just didn't work? If I don't work it, I just throw it away, man. It don't work. It's useless. So you try to make stuff work. It don't work. It don't work. It don't work. This don't work. That don't work. This works. I like that. That works, man. This works. That works. And everything I did, I started getting, I found a Bible. Guess what? It, it just worked. I looked at the thing. And I said, hey, this thing is a great thing, man. It just kind of works. I'm like, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I can't believe that I just happened by accident. You say, well, you didn't. Your mom and dad had you. Oh, it was still probably an accident. My mom tells me all the time, I should have never married your dad. I said, but I wouldn't be here if you did that. I said, look what the world would have missed. <laughs> Poor little Bethy. She wouldn't have had me. Man, what do you do with that? I don't know, man. It's just the way God works. You know, God uses mysterious things. Dr. Paisley said this. You know, he said, he, I like that verse, man. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Really, this isn't the message. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are come new. An old lady one time, Dr. Paisley, many years ago, was preaching. He's preaching a message, man. He got down to this part and he said, he goes, uh, and as he reached the climax of his message, his address, back then it was always his address or his highlights and this and stuff. He says, as he reached the climax of his address, he said, on the day of judgment, there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Now, if you don't know that, I'm just going to reiterate that. There is a heaven and there is a hell. That's why I like being a Baptist. I used to be Roman Catholic. I was raised in Rome. I got, I got both sides of this thing. I got it all. Man, I can deal with the Jehovah's Witness, Mormons, all of them guys. We're all, they're all a mess. I like a book writer says, hey, this is it and this is it. You got one or the other. There's no purgatory in the middle. There ain't no way you can't do enough to do good. You can't do enough to do good. I like that, man. I like it when he takes it completely out of my hands and says, you can't do anything to get what I'm about to give you. But you do got to understand you're getting it. Now, see, there's a salvation isn't you just ask and you get it and that's it. I don't believe that. I don't believe this easy believism stuff. I think you got to struggle. You know, I'm, I'm a technician, man, and it took me two, two and a half, three, four years to figure that thing out. And when I figured it out, I mean, I got it. I got it. But I'm talking 15, 20 hours a day, nothing but mathematics, electronics, even when I went to the satellite station, for two or three, four years, five years, man, and all of a sudden it clicked. And you're going to tell me I'm going to understand the God of this universe in five seconds. Say, today, say this prayer and you'll be okay. No, you won't. That's a lie from hell. Now, if you get to the place where you understand what you're saying, that will work. I got to a place where I understood what I said. You know, Lord, never, he never tried to get me out of the oven too quick. He didn't open the oven and take a toothpick and stick it in and say, is he done? My God knows exactly when you're ready. And he, he's watched over me. I've had guns in my face. I should be dead today. And I was sitting there, and after I got saved, I'm like, well, why didn't that guy pull the trigger that day? And it was like the Holy Spirit saying, because you weren't at your day of salvation yet. And I knew what day you were going to get saved. I'm not Calvinist at all. I just know the Lord knew what day I was going to get saved, and he was getting me ready for that day. And, and that day was going to come, and he knew I was going to be an heir of salvation, and I was going to get it. He knew it. 
So he was watching me and protecting me and had angels about me until I got there. Now, after that, you're on your own. Because <laughs> absent from the body, present with the Lord, man. You got to, man, I tell you what, oh, there's some new things you get. I'm going to go through some new things. Anyways, he told this lady, I better get back to this. This old lady, now, this old lady in the crowd, she stood up and she said, she goes, Dr. Paisley, Dr. Paisley. He said, gnashing of teeth. He goes, she goes, I haven't got no teeth. He said, madam, in hell, teeth will be provided. Now, my question about that whole thing is, why would you even question, uh, like, I would care less about the teeth as I wouldn't want to go to hell. Why would you want teeth in hell? I wouldn't want no teeth in hell. I wouldn't want to even go there. Some new things. Real quick, so I'm just going to go through this. old. It's an old message I got, but, but I got some stuff at the end I want to say. You got a bunch of new things. He said, behold, therefore, if any man be in Christ, if you get saved, you get a whole bunch of stuff, man. Uh, you get a, a tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff. You get a new body. For I am in a straight, Paul said, I'm in a straight betwixt two. Having a desire to part and to be with Christ, which is far better. Or to stay here. He said, I got a problem with that. You know, he knows that if he goes to heaven, I get a new. I know if I go to heaven, man, everything's going to be right. My hair won't be gray no more. I won't be fat no more. I won't, everything's going to be perfect, man. I'm going to be 33 years old again. My hands, uh, we sit there watching something. And this guy had a, had a gun in his hand. And his, he's like 900 years old. And, and he, he said, my fingers hurt. And, I, and, and the other guy's sitting there going, my knees hurt. And, and he goes, and the, oh, the younger guy said, look, as long as we don't have to shoot nobody or move, we'll be okay. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, man. I like that. <laughs> he goes, he goes well, we'll make it, man. We'll make it. But none of that stuff, that all go away, man. I said, you get to heaven, you get a new body, everything. Brethren, that thing is just as real as the grass growing outside. It's just a matter of time that stuff is going to happen. But, I mean, that lady, when she said that, Paisley should have said, why, ma'am, do you want teeth? But I don't care. I get a new body. You know, and... and once this thing is all over, the Lord is going to give us. If, whether you go to heaven or not, or you go to hell, you're going to get a new body. And it's going to be an everlasting body. It's going to last forever and ever and ever. The only difference is, is where that body's going to be. I made a cho choice in 1980 on that back porch. I said, I want to be on the right side of this thing when it all comes out. I don't really care. You know, I don't worry. I lay my head down at night, and I don't care one thing about the Chinese getting mad at Taiwan and wanting to take Taiwan. I don't care if the Japanese want to go fight them, and I could care less if they call me back up and say, hey, chief, you need to come back, and we're going to put If you don't put me on a ship, I'm going to Canada. <laughs> I'll tell you all right now, man, some of these guys, with Navy guys, they could send them to, hey, you ain't putting me on the ground over in Afghanistan. <laughs> don't do that stuff, man. I don't live in tents. I can't. Last time I was in a tent, was uh, we were camping at Green River, and I was, oh, man, I was 17, 16, 17 years old. And it started, we, nighttime, we went down there, the whole, there's nobody down through there, and we started putting our tent up, pouring down, raining. And I, we get the tent up, and it's leaking all in the inside. You know what they say? You don't ever touch inside of a tent, it leak. Well, it does, man. It leaks all over the place. And we got our Coleman lanterns lit up and had some in Scotch guard. We was going to spray the inside of the tent, get it quit leaking. Then it starts going through the Coleman lantern. We get throwing up and sick and all that. I said, I'm done with this camping stuff, man. If you want to camp, camp. Don't include me in it. I'm going to go to Holiday Inn or something. Express. <laughs> I said, I don't want no part of that stuff. I get a new body, man. I, none of this stuff will matter anymore. I get a new likeness. I'll be like him. Now, I don't know about you. I don't want to be like this no more. Amen. I don't like this at all. I looked in the mirror this morning, and I really don't like it. Beth cut my hair, and I think the brown was on the outside, and the gray is all on the inside, but it's getting worse. She said she's going gray, and I, I'm like, I don't believe she will, but I think she's trying to make me go gray before she goes gray, so she'll feel better about her going gray. So if y'all see her going gray, don't say anything negative about it, because then she'll get mad at me and, and, and all this other stuff. But, but she says she's going to do it, and I'm like, go for it, man. She'll be 61 next year, this year. 
In a couple months, she'll be 61 years old. I told her, I said, man, at 62, you can start drawing Social Security. You start earning your, your wages. Yes! <laughs> it's about time, man. Y'all just keep, you young people, keep paying your Social Security stuff, man. <laughs> I get a new likeness. I'll, but he says, one of these days I'll be, he says, for we, in, in Corinthians, he goes, for we uh, that are in this tabernacle do groan. I don't know about you, but boy, the older I get, I do groan. I groan, me and Mike was over at working the other day, and uh, we we're going to take his water heater down in the basement. And we flip around, I'd go down the bottom and get it down there, man. But I mean, I go up, Mike's doing this, and I'm doing this. And, and I'm like, what's two old guys doing this stuff for me? And we're groaning and moaning. <laughs> And we get it done, get the job done. But I mean, tell you, brethren, we get, I'm looking for that new likeness, that new body. I get a new assurance. I don't know about you, but he says, now he that hath wrought, verse 5, now he that wrought us for the same, self-same thing is God, which hath also given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. There's something inside of me that says, Mike, don't worry. Mike, just don't worry. Because verse 16 says, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. I don't care what the devil says. I really could care less. And he's right most of the time. And he can say anything he wants about me, and he go before the Lord and say whatever he wants, and he's probably going to be right. Uh, and I'm like, but I don't care. I got a God that loves me. I got a Lord Jesus Christ that died for me, shed his blood at Calvary for me, and he let me in, and he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with him. And I can trust him. I've been trusting him for 43 years. I look around this world, and I'm like, there, you tell me something you can trust here. There is nothing on this planet I can trust. I can't even trust me, but I can trust him. Wholeheartedly, I can trust him. He's good. I got a new confidence. How about this? Uh, verse 8 says, we are confident. Not, you know, confidence is a great word. People say you're overconfident sometimes. I am. I'm, a, I'm an arrogant. Some, I'm, I'm an arrogant sometimes. I am. I got that, man. But I, I just know what I, I tell everybody all the time. I said, I'm right and you're wrong. Always. <sighs> Until you prove me I'm wrong. And then when you tell me I'm wrong, show me where I'm wrong, I'll change. But all I have is what I can hold on to that I know that I think I know that's right. And that's my Bible. When I look at my Bible, the Lord says this, is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. Unless you can show me some other thing, I'm going to go that route right there. I'm going to stick with that. You know what I know is, is a point in a man wants to die. I go to graveyards all the time. I don't live in them. I'm not that morbid. But I like going through to see the old, old, real old, you know, three, four hundred year uh, uh, monuments and stuff there, grave markers, and you read them things. And one thing I know about a graveyard, everybody out there is dead. And what else I know is everybody on this planet that is born is going to die. And it doesn't matter what you do from the time you're born to the time you're dead, you die, you're going to die. And you don't, it's, you don't know when that time is, the Lord does. It could be five minutes after birth. Uh, my sister had a baby that was still born. A full-grown baby looked just like a regular baby, and it, it died moments before it was born. The, the umbilical cord got tied around the neck, and the baby died. Or you could be forever. Uh, uh, Beth had an aunt that was 102, and everything in between. But when it's said and done, you're going to be someplace. And if you haven't dealt with that thing called Calvary, you're, gonna, you're not going to know where you're going to go. I can tell you pretty much where you're going to go if you haven't dealt with Calvary. It says, lest I forget Gethsemane. I don't ever want to forget Gethsemane. I don't ever want to hear a message that doesn't bring Jesus Christ into that place somewhere, and that's my answer. God is good. Yeah, he's great. He does everything great. And I love him to death. The Father, Son, and Lord, I got it all, man. But if it wasn't for Calvary, I wouldn't have any of it. I wouldn't even know where I was going if it wasn't for Calvary. <clears throat> a new confidence. I says, 
We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. I'm ready to die. Are you ready to die? If you're not ready to die, you're not ready to live. Because you're going to go after the wrong things, going to give you gray hair too early, man. I got a confidence. I know that if, if no matter what I do, I don't have to fear man. I don't have to fear anybody. No matter what I do, no matter what happens, whether they torture me, I don't care what they do. It's only at a certain point that they can survive that, and I'm going to die. And absent from this body, when I drop out of this thing, I am starting to live right about then. One nanosecond after I exit this flesh, I, the life just starts. Now, brother, if you, I'm telling you what, if you say, well, that, that's crazy. If you think this side is life, you haven't even thought about the other one yet. Man, my mind goes way out there. That's where my mind is all the time. It should be more down here probably. A new acceptance. We, whether we labor that or whether we labor uh, that or whether present or absent, that we may be accepted of him. I'm accepted of him. Amen. He likes me just like I am. Now, I'm sure he would like me to change a couple things, but he's not going to make me. He may hit me with a baseball bat, but he ain't going to make me. He's going to allow me to understand. You know why you read your Bible? I'm reading my Bible four times a year now. And I'm telling you, man, it's, the more I read it, the more depressed I get. I, I mentioned that with you. It's just like, it's like everybody's just messed up. You get one guy in there every now and then like Jeremiah, or you get one guy like uh, Ebed Melech, or some one of them guys. You know, get, get somebody every now and then. You'll get an Isaiah, you'll get an Ezekiel that do right. Everybody else seems to just be messed up. And he goes, Mike, that's because they're not next to me. All them people you see that are doing right, David was a man after God's own heart. You know what, David? Sure, he was messed up like everybody else, but he wanted God. That's what he wanted. What do you want today? Let me ask you a question. What do you want? That old senior chief of the Navy said, Mike, what do you want? I said, I want to be an ET. He said, well, then learn, man. Don't waste your time here. Learn. Then all of a sudden, I met Jesus Christ just before I went to the Navy, man. It was like, I want this first. I want the Lord first. And then the excitement of life got in there, and it was fun. But I think the Lord was guiding and directing all the way down through there. And one day the Lord said, now you need to let go of this thing. He was, you know what he was doing was changing some things in my life. And he was using the world to do that, to, to solidify. said, Mike, you're not what you think you are. You're more than what you think. You're my son. When you tell somebody about me, they need to see it in your face. I was at the hospital the other night. I walked, me and Beth, uh, John Napier was there, probably still in one of my things here. But John was down there, and, and me and Beth, I took a bunch of chick tracks with me. I tell you, you should keep them with you all the time. So I had a wad, man. It was, had really too many. There's never too many, but I thought I had too many. So I counted 10 out. I had four greatest story ever told. I had three uh, how to get rich. And I had three uh, of the uh, Holy Joes. And I said, Lord, I'm going to give all, all of these out here to people in this hospital. I mean, there's, I should have took stacks and stacks of them, but I said 10's enough. I said, I think tolerate 10. So as I'm walking in the door, this lady's walking out. And I said, lady, I said, ma'am, can I give you, I said, you'd love to get rich, wouldn't you? Let me give you one of these how to get rich. And she smiled and took it. Then there was somebody right behind them. I said, hey, you want to get rich too, don't you? I said, here, take this one. And they took it with a smile. And then another guy was coming out and said, I can't let you get by because I know you want to get rich also. Take one of these things, man. And they all took it with a smile on their face. Well, the other day I was walking out of the hospital down in the garage, and there's a little table between two chairs over here. And something told me to put a track on there, but I didn't. I said, that's where the 10th one came in. I said, I'm going to put one right over here. So I put my track over there. Then I said, I got five to get rid of. No, I got four already gone. I got six more to go. And I'm, I'm going in, this guy walks out, and, and he's got his little girl behind him. I said, sir, may I give you the greatest story I ever told? This is the greatest story. And he took it with a smile on his face. Little girl right behind him. I said, hey, let me give you this holy Joe. I said, when you get done reading it, trade with your dad, man, and you get two stories. It's great. 
And uh, so, so they take him. Now I got these four left. And I get up there and see John, and John's in a room with another guy, and, and it's okay. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's all right. There's a curtain between them. It's, it's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> but anyways, John is, is sitting there, and, and, and his, I thought his thing was going beep, 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 beep. Maybe the technician, I was over trying to turn it off, but I'm like, it don't sound like it's his, man. It sounds like this guy's over here. So it was the guy over here, and I went over and talked to him for a second, came back. Then all of a sudden, the nurses came all over there, and they're making all kinds of noise. I said, what's going on over there, party? They said, yeah, come on over and join us, man. I said, sure. So I go over and start talking to him, and I say, hey, where do you go to church at? And the guy goes, hey, uh, I go to a, uh, some non-denominational church. I don't think, look, if your church don't say Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, if you don't know what you are, come tell me. I'll tell you what you are. Uh, I'm a Baptist because I'm not a Catholic, okay? I'm not a Presbyterian or Methodist. There's a reason why I am what I am. I didn't choose a nothing to be something. I chose something. Now, now, now you have to say, well, I, Baptists are, yeah, not all Baptists are bad. All Catholics are messed up. <laughs> I can pretty much tell you all Jehovah's Witnesses are messed up too. Uh, and all, all Jehovah, usually Jehovah's Witnesses are ex-Baptists. They didn't know they were Baptists. And they got convinced to be Jehovah's Witnesses. If, you can, if somebody can convince you to be something that you're not, you're messed up, man. You're just messed up in your thinking. You need some, need some, some straightening out. Anyway, so I'm up here, and I said, hey, let, I said, you're going to be here for a little bit. He goes, yeah, and he's sitting there just like John all laid in his bed with stuff all in him and hoses and all this other stuff. So I give him a greatest story ever told in a holy joke. And I walk right back over there and said, John, I only got two more left. And the nurse says, I'll take them. <laughs> she says, I love those things, man. <laughs> right? Beth was sitting there with me the whole time. I had smiles on every one of those people that took those tracks. You know why they took them? Because I told the Lord I was going to go give 10 away, and he blessed the thing. Now, brethren, if you don't, you know what most of our problem is? We're afraid somebody's going to say something. Who cares if they say something negative? They're going to die and either go to heaven or hell. Now, I don't know about you, but hell just doesn't sound like a good place that I would want to send anybody or have any part of that. There's a new acceptance. I know I'm accepted of him. And if I'm accepted to him, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. There's a new judgment. There's a new motive. I got a new motive. I used to think just about me. I mentioned that Wednesday night. If I, if I had three things, but I said the first one is if you're always blaming somebody else for something or looking at somebody else or talking about something, then you, you, that's a small mind. You haven't got way past. You know, I already know that we're all messed up. <laughs> I, I've never met anybody in my entire life that's not messed up. I'm messed up. You're messed up. Everybody ever mess, is messed up. Everybody's messed up except him. That's why you can never forget Gethsemane. You cannot forget Calvary. You can never forget a man named Jesus Christ. You can't forget him because that's the man right there you got to trust. That's the one. It's a new life. Oh, man. But unto him which died for them and rose again. I got a new life. I mean, tell you, man, one of these days I'm going to drop dead. This thing's going to drop. I don't care. I don't want, I done told Beth, I said, don't you call 911. Uh, George, I, I fell off right up here. I broke three ribs. Uh, George was trying to help me out of here, I think, because he never called 911 either. I'm sitting down there with three broken ribs going, oh, 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 and he's laughing at me. He's thinking I'm going on to heaven or something, I guess, because he didn't care, man. He just sits there and let me die. Fortunately, there was no blood. Then I talked to a nurse, and I mean a big nurse, and I said, I said, my ribs, and she goes, is blood coming out of your mouth? I said, no. She goes, is a rib sticking out of your skin? I said, no. She said, shut up. There ain't nothing anybody can do for you. <laughs> I said, okay, man, just suffer. Now, somebody else could come in with a, a, a little hangnail, and they want them to go to the emergency room. I'm like, nobody, I couldn't even go to the emergency They wouldn't even do nothing for me. Anyways, a new life. I get a new life. Then, I'm just about to the message now. There's a new creation. 
He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You, you should change and not become like this world. There is a thin line. It's hard. I mean, I talk to people all the time about music, the whole thing, and people get all mad. I like this hymn book. You say, why? Because when I started doing some research, I'm lost. I was lost, Roman Catholic, lost. They built their, their synagogues, or not synagogues, uh, uh, what are they called? Cathedrals, yeah, so they all echo. It sounds good. It just sounds really good. La, 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 la. You just echo all through the place. But it, we didn't have nothing like this. And then I, I used to go to all the rock and roll concerts. I went to all of them, man. I mean, I went to uh, Southern Gospel, Southern Rock. I don't care what it was, man. I just about went to all of them. And they're just about as crazy as I go into some of these churches, and I can't tell the difference. But boy, I tell you what, I pick up one of these things, and it just, it's different, man. This thing is like different. And, and people say, why? Because it's speaking to the soul. It's not speaking to the flesh. They're, the fine line is the flesh versus the soul. And, and some people can't understand there's a difference. They'll go, but, but there's hundreds of thousands of people there. doesn't matter whether there's hundreds of thousands of people. If it's of the flesh, it's of the flesh. You know, when the Lord gives you a couple verses in your Bible, it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man shall come. Eight people got on the ark. Eight. Count them. Eight. Out of billions, probably. You know what the odds are of, of anybody you talking to really being saved outside this church? Slim. You know what the odds are? If, as, as it was in the days of Noah. Now, I know he's talking about a tribulation passage. And he's talking about a group of people, we're already going to be gone. If you don't believe in the rapture, man, there's going to be a rapture too. That's a new thing too. I like that. I like all the stuff when it comes to my Bible. I like everything. Don't wake me up. I don't want to know any difference. I just want to go. Because if I die and I believe this and there ain't nothing after, it doesn't matter. But if I die and this is true, which I think it is, I believe it is, it's going to be really good. And you're going to be in trouble. I tell people that all the time. I say, look, man, if this thing is real and you don't believe it, you're going to have a problem. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm covered on both sides. I think the people in Noah's Ark, they should have got on the ark. Whether it floated or not. Why take the chance? Noah, I mean, all the animals get on. Isn't that pretty sad, man? The animals are smarter than people are. It's just a crazy thing. But there was a final price, and that was Calvary. That was Gethsemane. They sang that song, Lead Me to Calvary. You know what the Holy Spirit did? He led me to a place called Calvary where a man died on the cross, and they put him in a tomb. And everybody thought he was just gone. He was gone. Peter thought it, James, John, all the guys thought it. Mary Magdalene was outside that thing looking at the tomb. She went to the, on the day that, on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. That's why we have church on Sunday. We don't have it on the Sabbath because they met, Christians met on the first day of the week. And that's when Jesus arose from the grave. And, and she was at the tomb, and, and she was looking for the body, but it was gone. Now, she didn't know if somebody stole it. I mean, it's, it's, it's reasonable to think that. I mean, she's sitting there. Because they, there's things that they didn't know yet. And they watched him bring Lazarus back to life. They watched the widow of Nain bring her boy out from the, the city. And they're getting ready to go out and bury him. And he stops it and touches the boy. And he gets up and he goes back in the city alive. They, they watch the little uh, centurion's daughter get up and walk away. They watch the woman get healed with blood. They watch the lepers do all this stuff, get cleansed and everything else. But when it comes to Jesus getting back up, how come it, when it gets to him, we don't believe it? We believe everything but that. I'm like, no, man, that's the key. That's the key to the whole thing. All this, if, if he brought Lazarus back to life, but there was no Calvary, what did Lazarus get? Nothing. He had to die again, and then if hell was his answer, that was where he's going. 
But that wasn't the end. Calvary was the key to this thing. It all, it's a, I like it when a plan comes together. Before the foundations of the world, before eternity, back in eternity. Now, I see time as a bubble. I believe that 100%. Did I just hear a bell? Who's ringing that bell? Shoot him. No, the time is above, and back in eternity, eternity future, eternity past. How do you figure that one out? God's got a phrase, eternity past and eternity future. How can you have a past eternity in the future? They, they go right together. In the middle of this thing, there's a bubble called time. And we're sitting in this thing, and God's on the outside. Father, Son, and Son. They're watching the whole thing already played out. They can tell you exactly what's getting ready to happen. They know exactly what you're going to do. They know what you're thinking right now. You can't get by with nothing from him. Why even try, man? I don't even try. I'm like, Lord, you should have seen that. That's, you've seen how stupid that was. But there was a cost. Christ had to pay for something. It said that he, he began, Romans 5, he says, but God commended his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ was, it, 21 says, for God, the verse over there in, in 2 Corinthians 5, it said, for he hath made him to be sin for us. Do you realize that and the plan was from the beginning that God knew what sin was before Satan never even thought about it? God already knew what it was going to be. And he already knew that that was going to be the problem. And that man could never get nothing. Could, he wants us in heaven with him. He already knows that. But he says, you can't get there like you are. No matter how I make you, you can't get there like you are. You're going to mess up. And when you do, what are you going to do? You can't do it. So he says, i got to make a plan before I even start. And he's like the A-team, man. He's like the guy with the cigar, but he don't smoke. He's got the plan. He's done, he's already know what the plan is. And the other two know what the plan is, too, before anybody. Nobody had to say a word. He, they already knew what the plan was. And they said, we're going to go out there, and we're going to create this thing called heaven. And we're going to create cherubims and seraphims and all this other stuff. And I'm going to anoint a cherub to cover it. It's going to be the biggest one. And he's going to blow it. When he does, it's going to start this whole thing into, into play. You say, well, that's awful. I mean, no, that's just what, that was what was going to happen. That's not Calvinistic. That's truth. God knows the end from the beginning. And you've got to trust him. I can't trust Elon Musk. I can't trust Donald Trump. Thank God Donald Trump went over there and gave him some water. I thought it was funny, man. He takes him into McDonald's and buys everybody McDonald's in, in the whole city probably. You know what's funny about that, guys? He's sitting there, and I heard him. He said, he goes, I know this McDonald's man. You better need I didn't know he liked McDonald's that well. He goes, I know the McDonald's man. You're better than anybody else. I can tell you everything on this menu. I've had it all, man. I like, I like this. I like that. I like this. I'm like, that's pretty cool, man. But you know Donald Trump? I can't trust him to get me into heaven. I can't trust nobody. The only one I can trust is a man named Jesus Christ who died on the cross 2000. All man and all God. That's what it is. He, he had made him sin to become sin for us. Personified. He, in God's eyes, was sin. The enemy of God right there. Christ chose to be that. He chose to be on the other side of God for me. To reconcile me. And it goes right on and he says... That, that we might be righteous in the sight of God. Verse 17, if you go back there. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Verse 18 is the one I want. And, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Calvary is one of the most important things in your life, if not the most important. Salvation is the most important. But if you don't get Calvary down, you'll never get salvation. What he did for us at Calvary was open a door. Amen. The only way, he had to take the heat 
that only he could put out. There was nobody else could do it but himself. So he took the heat and opened that door, and then he says it's here for anybody. What he did is he reconciled himself back to God through a thing called sin, and he did away with sin as far as it is concerned in God's eyes. When a man trusts Jesus Christ or a lady trusts Jesus Christ, your sin's gone. It is gone. You don't ever have to worry. There's a new per creature created right there. Right there, a new creature is created. The old man is over on this side. The new man's on this side. This side is sealed until the day of redemption. Kid, you know what? I could never sin again in God's eyes. I can't sin. However, in the spirit, I can't in the flesh. What is flesh? That's why he gives you 1 John, man. I like 1 John. To wit, to wit, I like that verse in verse 19. That God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. The plan was to make a way that the world could get in. But like Noah's ark. Noah built an ark, did exactly 100 years it took him to build that thing. 100 years. I believe the ark was there. I believe the door was down there. I believe all the animals came. I believe one day the Lord said, hey, Noah, get on the ark, man. I'm going to bring all the animals in. All them people sitting out there just looking at like some good moral people, some nice people. There's probably great people out there. They fed the poor. They did this. They did this. They did this. They did this. They made sure everybody had shoes on their feet. They did all the good stuff. <clears throat> all they had to do was walk up an ark, a door, and stand in there, and if it didn't rain, you could walk right back off. But they didn't do it. And God let the whole world die. You know how you get into heaven? You go through the ark. You know what the ark is for us? Jesus Christ. You know where you find that at? At Calvary. Still a piece of wood. Hanging there, hanging there on Calvary. I've been to Calvary. I think I've been right to where the spot is. Looks just like it. Everything fits. Scripture-wise, it fits. I don't think there's any other place in Jerusalem, but it's been 2,000 years. A lot of things could be bulldozed and bombed and everything else changed. He says, God wanted man to be clear from sin. That's the plan. I like it when a plan comes together. God wants man to be cleared from sin. Not Satan, not the devil, not the angels. Hell was created for the devil and his angels, not for us. You know what he wants? He wants you into heaven. God wants you, the Father wants you into heaven with him. Boy, you talking about something special? That You can't get no specialer than that. That's special. Christ wanted man cleared of sin. So he did what he did at Calvary. Christ was reconciled to God for the world. God accepted him. I'm going through all the words on, on Thursday night, but God accepted him. Accepted what he did. And that cleared the path and the door was open. Christ opened the way for man to be reconciled to God through the blood that was shed at Calvary. It was the blood. It was the blood. A lot of people hate blood, man. I've seen, I've seen people just puke when they see somebody in a car wrecking blood or whatever. But it was the blood that Christ shed. And those that are reconciled, Christ gave the honor. Now, here's, here's what I'm trying to get. I, I mentioned those tracks a little while ago. Those, those that are reconciled, that's me, 1980. That's you, whatever day. Christ gave us the honor to give the world the message of reconciliation. It was a blessing to hand those tracks out the other night. And I'm going to continue to do it. We got a whole bunch of them in here. They were all smiling. They wanted them. The guy, the guy took them, and all, everybody else took them. And I'm telling you, brethren, it's, it's, you get the privilege, but the world wants to tell you, and the devil wants to tell you, oh, don't, you're going to offend somebody. Who cares whether you offend them or not? If you give somebody a gospel, I used to do it on the ships all the time, man. I, 
They had stacks of people getting saved left and right, saved for 25 years after I left that thing. You say, what was it? A bunch of tracks, man. Right heart. I did it. I did. Buy the word and sell it not. I don't think you should sell nothing, man. Give it away. Just give it away, man. Give it away. God will give it back to you faster than you can give it away. I get to be an ambassador. Verse 20. Now we are ambassadors. Now we have ambassadors that go to China, and we got ambassadors that go to Taiwan, and they're looking out for the good of our country. I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ. I'm looking out for the good of heaven. My country and my, my, my kingdom is not of this world. It's out here somewhere else. And I get a privilege to work for him. Brother, if we thought that we, if we would just stop and think of who we're working for, Amen. we're getting, Resurrection Sunday's coming up in a couple weeks. One of the, I mean, this time of year, it's not about little dresses and little suits for the little kids. It's not like Easter bunnies. Easter bunnies, man. I mean, that's another whole story itself. Easter is the right, you know, your King James Bible is the only Bible in the whole wide world that has the word Easter translated in it. And do you know it's translated exactly right? And if you read exactly what it says, it'll tell you that Easter has nothing to do with Passover. And the Passover was the day Jesus Christ died. They, I mean, it, this thing tells you everything you want to know. And yet we have Easter bunnies with Easter eggs running around, and we think that's something. And, and we add that to Where does that come into the resurrection? It doesn't do it. But it, what it is is it's like, oh, man, I better shut up. I'm going to get in trouble. I don't care, though. I'm, I'm too far. Ambassador, a minister of the highest rank. You're not just a little thing. You're a, the highest rank. Employed by one prince or state at the court of another to manage the public concerns of his own country. I'm here to manage. You know what the Lord has entrusted me with? The ability to manage the affairs of heaven from this earth. I'm in Christ's stead. I'm, I'm get, I'm, now, I can't save you. I can tell you how to get saved. I, an ambassador should be abstained from all appearances of evil. The best you can, you ought to have the squeakiest, cleanest testimony you could possibly have. You said, why? Because one of these days we're going to go see him. 2 Corinthians 4, 3, and I'm done. But if our gospel be hid, here's the ones trying to hide it. If it be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the mind. Well, first of all, I don't work for the God of this world. Blind of the mind of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You know what I get the privilege? Is to shine Jesus. People, I, I've had people say, why are you smiling all the time? I don't smile all the time, but I do a lot. I like it. There's a song I like, man. This is the greatest song. I don't think it's in our songbook. Maybe it's in this little one. I'm not sure. Let me look real quick before I say anything. But it's a good song. I doubt it is. It's somewhere. You ask me while I'm happy. He goes, you ask me while I'm happy, and I'll just tell you why. Because my sins are gone, and when I meet the scoffers, you ask me where they are. I'll say, my sins are gone. They're underneath the blood on the cross of Calvary. As far removed as darkness is from dawn. In the sea of God's forgetfulness, that's good enough for me. Praise God, my sins are gone. You know, when you forget Calvary and let the rest of this world get in, you forget what you were saved from. I was saved from sin. I'm saved from a place called hell. I'm saved... I'm a new creature in Christ. I don't belong here anymore. I never belonged here to start with. Have you, I don't know about you, man. Before I was saved, I didn't think I belonged on this planet anyways. And then after I get saved, I know why I didn't think I ever belonged here. 
Maybe that's the key. You got to be one of those people who think you don't belong. We always think they're oddballs. They might just be fellow brothers and sisters in Christ one day. I have no idea. But you know what I want? I want to go to heaven. I don't want to stay here anymore. I was thinking the other day. I said, Lord, that's awful selfish of me. I said, because when I leave, Bethy's going to be really sad. Ah, maybe I ought to just stick around for her. And then my kids will probably be mad at me, too, because the grandbabies will be mad. Alex might not be too mad. <laughs> as long as I got a stash of oranges at the house, he'll probably be okay. But you know what? I sit there and thought, I said, Lord, I'll just stick around as long as you want me to stick around. I'm okay with that. I, I really don't. Because one of these days, I'm going to come home anyways, and I'll be there forever and ever and ever and ever. Are you, are you ready to go today? Have you forgot, have you let the world steal something out of your life called Calvary? Gethsemane, the thought of Jesus Christ. Boy, don't you want the excitement of Mary sitting there at that tomb looking in there, wondering where her Savior is, where, where her Lord is, where's Jesus at, where's his body at? And he's right behind her talking to her. And probably the hair on the back of her head was starting to stand up about that time, and she didn't really know it. She just started tingling, and she knew something was happening, but she didn't know it. Really, her, her grief and sadness was still overcoming her. And she turned around and said, sir, just tell me. And he goes, Mary. And boy, her eyeballs just open up. You know he can hide himself from you, but sometimes he just opens that door, and you read your Bible, and he just opens it up right there to you. And he says, hey, Mike, do you see me, Mike? And I said, yes, sir, I see you. He said, okay, I got to go away again, but don't let somebody talk you out of it. Just always remember, Mike, I'm here, always for you. I'll be back someday. I might not. He says, I, I'm like the guy who gave everybody a pound. He gave us all a pound. And he said, I'm going to go away. You know, he went to a far country and he hadn't come back yet. What are you doing with the pound he gave you? I'm trying to do something with what he got me. I'm hoping, I mean, get some interest or something off the thing. I'm like, Lord, I just want to do something with what you gave me until you come back and get me out of here. Let me ask you a question. There's a stack of tracks out there. When was the last time you purposely in your heart said, I'm going to take this stack of tracks in? I took 10 in. Guess what I found? 10 people who wanted them. I sit out of the car and pick the 10 out. I said, this is 10. I had 15 or 20 there, maybe 30. I said, no, I'm going to just take these 10. You know how many people I found? 10, exactly. I said, next time I'm going to take 20. What are you doing with Jesus? Have you forgot Calvary? 30 days from now is Resurrection Sunday. You know, between now and then would be a great time to tell somebody about Jesus. Father, thank you for your many blessings this morning. Lord, I just thank you for Calvary. Lead me to Calvary. Never let me forget it. Never let me forget what you did there, Lord. All the things you did through time and, and history, Lord, and everything else, if it hadn't have been for what you did at Calvary for me, none of that stuff would have applied to me, and I'd, Lord, I'd still be lost in my sins and undone. And, Lord, when I died, I'd go to a place called hell because that's what you made for the devil and his angels. But, Lord, you made a place called Calvary, and, Lord, you put it in a book, and you told me to never forget it. And, Lord, I don't ever want to forget it. Lord, I always want to hear messages about Jesus Christ and dying on the cross and raising up the grave the third day, Lord, and, and uh, still being with his disciples for 40 days. And, Lord, all those so stories still excite me to this day. The two men on the road to Emmaus, Lord, and you come right up and start talking. That all, Lord, I love every one of those stories, and they'll never get old to me. Uh, Lord, I pray that they don't get old to anybody else in this room, and Lord, that you just keep touching our hearts. Thank you for a Sunday morning that we can come to church and hear the Word of God, and, and Lord, just read it and hold it in our hands. Lord, if there's anybody in the room today that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, I pray that you'd let them come to know you today. Today would be a great day. Lord, for the rest of us, Lord, help us to never forget Calvary. And Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.